Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. What do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think the thing that makes her upset over this entire thing is broccoli. Regular ass broccoli, not even the fancy broccoli. That Jamaican thing hit different, don't it? But woo! Karen ran up on the wrong Jamaican brother. We're finally also focusing on the male Karens. A basic white polo and some khaki shorts and a goofy ass hat. Yeah, Karen too damn old lying on a 12 year old child. You too damn old for that behavior, Karen. This is what it all boils down to. He's like, they're taking our women. It's not a good look when you have a peaceful demonstration against police brutality to engage in police brutality. You actually have to take real material action to isolate people who are being racist and demand that their behavior change. It's unfortunate a 10 year old child had to die, but you ought to start doing your jobs and taking these things seriously. Racial bullying is real. This is why I really love going on your show because you always hit every point on the head. See, this is why people don't like the police because typically they're cowards like this guy. And you expect us to respect the badge. Every public servant should be willing to be held to public accountability by virtue of the fact that they take their paycheck from us. The cop who killed his wife is not the only person who killed her. It's the systemic failings of the yeah. court that allowed him to return home to her. It took a movement of damn near every decent thinking person in America in order to get a semblance of justice. Atlanta police targeting and arresting citizens based on the point system is inhumane and unjust. Since this story broke, we have been hearing the outrage from community residents. We are thankful that Dr. Rashad Ritchie brought this story to the masses. Big ups to everybody who supports this program, who supports Indisputable. You make this platform what it is. People don't know that these kinds of things exist, which is one of the reasons I love that you cover things like this. Your oath is to seek justice. Nobody swears to seek prosecution. Seek justice. Try. Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who continues to support this platform today. Marks our one year anniversary being on air. And the success of this show proves. The power of you, people who give a damn about the truth, who care about society, who would rather see humanity build, not divide, that's you. Uh, the show has received significant accolades, obviously, from those who are paying attention. But more importantly, we actually try to move the needle. We try to push the agenda. Today is going to be a special show. I have none other than my dear brother, um, a man that I have so much respect for and love for, Jank Uger. Jank will break down news of the day with me in part. How you doing, dear brother? I'm great, Rashad, and, and congrats on an amazing year. A year where you are literally the fastest growing show in all of media. I couldn't be more proud of you. And uh, and I love that you lived up to uh, the name of the show, both <laughs> in your facts, arguments, and in the numbers. It's indisputable. Thank you, my dear friend. All right, and we got some other surprises during the program. We got John. Uh, we Listen, I don't want to give it all away, but everybody needs to just stay glued to the show today. All right, okay. 
Let's get it started. This is a doozy. Um, top story of the day, Vernon damn Jones. Vernon Jones is running for US Congress. He is actually in a runoff and he may win. Vernon Jones says white men, white men are the most discriminated demographic in the United States of America. And he's going to Congress to do something about it. Let's put up the tweet. Let me give you some insight to this guy. His tweet says, and I quote, straight white males deserve a pride month. The left won't acknowledge it, but that group might just be the most discriminated group in America today. Now, anyone with some level of common sense, you don't even need a lot of it. As long as you have some measure of common sense, you understand the insanity of Vernon Jones statement. Now, why is Vernon Jones making this statement? Does he really believe this? Of course not, he's a black man in America. He has been discriminated against, he has been racially profiled. He has experienced racism while running in the Republican Party during this particular era of politics. But he is willing to ignore the natural reality of his own existence to carry the water for bigoted white people. Why? Because bigoted white people are in place in that congressional district to put him in power. He is the epitome of sellout, transforming not only the narrative to benefit his own political desires, but trying to transform the narrative of black people in general. Now all of a sudden, white men are the victim. Does that sound familiar? This is replacement theory 101. This is Tucker Carlson on any night of the week. This is it. Vernon Jones has decided he's going to Congress to fight for white people, bigoted white people in particular, and ignore all of the lessons he has learned through experience, exposure and environment of how things happen adversarial to those of us who are people of color. It gets deeper. I actually interviewed Vernon Jones on my radio program. It went south pretty quickly. Here's some of that audio from back then. And continuing to run as a damn Democrat when you knew you weren't, sir. What are you talking about? Did you take advantage of black people running as a Democrat when you knew good damn well you were not? Yeah. You know who saved Joe Biden in South Carolina? Black people. Black people. Yeah, we all know that. All right, Vernon Jones, you're back on you're back on the filibuster, sir, and everybody can see it. They didn't say that the gays and lesbians saved him. They said that black people saved him. Let's bring it back to your actual policy. The policy narrative. He said you're a chump. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is what happens when a guy runs out of facts. (laughs) Okay, let's 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 let's, let's come and just talk. Let's talk. He ended up running away from the interview. After that interview, he actually announced his resignation that same day from the state house in Georgia. Now, one thing about Vernon Jones. Uh, He has always been an opportunist. Now, during that brief segment, I was challenging him on his endorsement of Donald Trump because he stated that basically the Democratic Party was a party antithetical to the black community. And on some level, I actually agree. 
I think Democrats have taken advantage of black people for sure. But Vernon Jones was one of them. He was one of those Democrats taking advantage of black people, running as a Democrat, not doing a damn thing for those black communities he represented, lying about his actual political alliances, and then deciding to turn his back on the very people that validated him first. He is not a hero here, he is a chump. Okay, the two remaining Republicans in that particular district, it is the 10th congressional district in Georgia. You got Mike Collins and Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones is endorsed by Donald Trump. He initially was running for governor, Vernon Jones would not, could not, did not receive the endorsement of Trump for governor. So he decided to run for Congress, all right? That election is June 21st. Mike Collins and Vernon Jones were at the top of the ticket. Now I want you to understand this guy could actually be a US congressman. Top two finishers in what was an eight man race for the Republican nomination. Collins led the race with almost 26% of the vote, but Vernon Jones got nearly 22%. Jones said, and I quote, I'm just going to go with my same ground game. I'm going to go with what got me here, said Jones. Right, what got him there? Um, Being the biggest bigot against black people he could be. That's what got him there. This was not the first insane thing he has said. Uh, The game worked. This guy could actually win and become a United States congressman by doing one thing very well selling out the black community. All right, Jank thoughts here. Yeah, he also mentioned in the tweet uh, that it was straight white males who were discriminated against. That's why uh, you've had all these laws passed uh, by Republicans across the country against straight, wait a minute. (laughs) The laws have been passed against trans community all across the country. Uh, The girls high school track level, don't say gay bill in Florida. Who's passing laws against straight white males? Here's the answer, absolutely no one. And I'm gonna give you guys an example from Turkey, why? Because I want you to get out of your own tribes, right? So when we talk about black and white in America, everybody gets into their head, okay, I'm on this camp or I'm in that camp. Now, would it make any sense for there to be straight Turkish pride day in Turkey? No, the overwhelming majority are Turks. Yes, there's Kurds, there are Armenians, there's other people in in Turkey. If you celebrate Kurdish day, Armenian day, it makes sense. If you celebrate Turkish day, that's basically the majority saying, we're gonna continue to oppress you. Uh, There's absolutely no reason for it because they're already in charge. And that's the same exact situation with straight white males here. And Rashad, my last question is, I wonder if they make Vernon dance in private for them. I actually think if they told Vernon Jones to twerk for a vote, he would twerk for a vote. So certainly for a dollar. <laughs> right, for sure. A pastor, a Christian, so-called Christian pastor had a plan to kill thousands of black people by poisoning them. He was dealt with severely by the government. This was in South Africa. Uh, let's put up his picture full mass. Let me give you the insanity of this. Uh, I'm taking you to Johannesburg. A South African court has convicted a pastor of plotting to overthrow the government and kill thousands of black people in the country. The man you're looking at, that monster, his name is Harry Johannes Nosen, 61 years of age. A leader of what's called the National Christian Resistance Movement. 
He was found guilty of high treason, incitement to carry out violent attacks, and recruiting people to commit violent attacks. Okay, wait a minute. Let me read that again to you. He was convicted of high treason, incitement, and recruiting to carry out violent attacks. You see, if he would have done that in America, they would have tried to make him a US congressman. But he did it in South Africa, and they brought him to court, presented evidence, went through due process, and convicted him for his monstrous behavior. There's more. Gnosis Group explored the possibility of using biological weapons to infect and kill black people only, including the poisoning of water supplying black communities, according to the prosecution. Nosen was also found guilty of unlawful possession of firearms by the Middleburg High Court. Weapons and ammunition were found when he was arrested in Middleburg, a small town east of the province. The plot by the pastor's group was discovered back in 2019 by South Africa's police and intelligence services, who have since dismantled the organization's sales across various parts of the country and arrested its leaders. Well, damn, sounds like we need to recruit South African intelligence to come and work for the Department of Justice in the United States of America. Not only did they stop the attack, they then went cell by cell, arrested the leaders of those cells, prosecuted the leader of the entire group successfully, and this person will never see the light of day. Did not actually attack anyone, but planned to. There's more. Nosa was convicted on evidence from witnesses, including members of his group, who were already serving a jail sentence after they were convicted of similar crimes. That's how you do it. The state alleged that Nosa's plot was motivated by his highly racial views, and he sought to justify his beliefs on what? Religious grounds, claiming he was ordained to reclaim South Africa for white people. I'm highlighting this story in the proper context of our dilemma domestically. This religious fervor, this religiosity associated with white supremacy and the movement of conservatives creates exactly what you're saying here domestically, but it is not simply a domestic problem. This is worldwide. This same individual, this same story has been done over and over again. This same scenario over and over again right here in the United States of America. And how do we deal with them? We charge them with misdemeanors. We tell them they have to do community service. We say things like, well, you know, it just got out of hand that day. No, they, 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 these were um, people who love the country. There's more. To further this end, he planned to attack government institutions and more, specifically police and military institutions. That's according to a spokesperson for the National Prosecuting Authority, they told the AP. He also identified townships and informal settlements occupied by black South Africans as targets for the attack. Nosen allegedly used social media platforms, Facebook in particular, to incite violence against black people and to recruit former members of South Africa's military to join his movement and carry out the planned attacks. These were stopped when he was arrested 
November 2019. And the sales in various parts of the country were then dismantled. In his testimony, he admitted to sharing recipes to manufacture explosives with his followers on Facebook, according to the Middleburg Observer newspaper. Once again, the disease, the evil of racism, not only permeates in this country, but globally. But look at how they dealt with it. Look at how they decided to take it seriously. They did not say, well, these are just loose affiliations. Maybe there's a connection, maybe there's not. Oh, well, what he did was protected by his freedom of speech. He could post what he wants to post on social media. No, no. He was going to kill thousands of black people. There comes a point where every single constitutional right you have must be accompanied by a statutory responsibility. That's how this works. You do not get unchecked constitutional rights. There is a limit to every single right. All right, Jank, what are your thoughts on this case? Yeah, now remember Tuck Carlson and Fox News was pushing the idea that there was going to be white genocide in South Africa. Mm, yep. Now, what's the reality? Uh, there's been black genocide in South Africa for a long, long time. And this plan was, uh, this guy was planning to continue that genocide against black people in South Africa. So that's the reality. That's the reality you never see in our own media. And I agree with you 100% Rashad, it's refreshing to see that there's actually prosecutors somewhere in the world that actually care about crimes against the government and insurrection. Same thing occurred to me as I'm reading the story. I'm like, wait a minute, he's planning to attack cops because he doesn't like democracy and wants a minority white group to be back in charge, whether they earned it or didn't earn it in a democracy. Well, that sounds awfully familiar to what we're going through here. And you know, if you prosecute someone on insurrection, they can never run for office again. Right. But that would require a tiny ounce of courage, which no Democrat here in America has shown, unfortunately. And finally, it's so disheartening to see that Jesus is always used by these right wing monsters as both a shield and a weapon. Oh no, 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 you can't say anything about me because I'm a religious man, I'm pastor, okay? So you would be offending all religious people. No, it's offending you because you're misusing that religion and you're also using it as a weapon to attack others when Jesus said everyone should be equal. Yeah, and here's the thing, you won't hear the Joel Osteens of the world that have massive international ministries. They even have connections to South Africa. You will not hear them come out and denounce people like this, all of these. Christian evangelicals who have tentacles connected to this region of the world. They will not hold a press conference. They will not create a ministerial coalition and denounce individuals like this, their rhetoric and ideology. They won't do it domestically. They damn sure won't do it in South Africa. All right, there's a man who has harassed a black family for a very long time. He finally got arrested. And when I saw the footage, it looked as if the cops were reluctant to even lock this man up. Let's put up his picture for mass. A Florida man has been arrested after allegedly threatening to burn down his black neighbor's home. This is in Daytona, all right? This happened Tuesday, May 31st. Police were called to a resident because of erratic behavior from Gary Dragon. This erratic behavior 
was toward a black family in his community. He was eventually arrested after a long back and forth, all right? So let me give you some insight to this. So the police body camera captured the victim who lives at the 1700 block of Eastern Road reporting dragging to the officers. The victim was exacerbated by the numerous attacks he and his family had endured at the pleasure of the 34 year old racist white neighbor. This is like the 10th time the victim said, we've called the police on him. The Eastern Road resident is heard saying allegedly the victim was in his home sleeping when Mr. Dragon came to his front door and started yelling and saying he wanted to fight. The children of the house recorded his tirade on a cell phone capturing his threats, him kicking the neighbor's door and racially tinged derogatory outbursts. He was calling them the N word, telling them to come outside. The children were terrified as they were looking at this racist, violent individual outside of their home. Now here's the thing, this was not the first time he had done this. As a matter of fact, it wasn't the first time the police were called to the residence because of this racist neighbor, there's more. He said, and I quote, I'll burn your effing house down. Dragon said between the use of the N word throughout his rant, the neighbor told the officers the man not only threatened him, but even said he will hurt his daughter. The Daytona Beach police officer said, and this was afterwards at a press conference basically. He said, when it turns into racial incidents like that and comments and threats, then it's at a higher level where we won't tolerate anything like that. Now I wanna remind you, I wanna remind you, they literally waited to arrest him. They did not want to take him to jail. This was according to the neighbors, this was the 10th time they actually called the police on this racist neighbor, okay? This was the time he got arrested, but he did not get arrested any time before. In addition to the burglary charges, which is part of it, he also got charged with assault officers charged him with committing a first degree felony with prejudice and resisting arrest. Police body cam video shows Dragon trying to run away when the officers attempted to cuff him. And just so you know, he was not shot in the back while running away. All right, just in case you were concerned. Authorities say the man was upset that he was being arrested. One cop said, you said you were going to kill them, Gary. You said you were going to set their house on fire. What are we supposed to do about that, Gary? That's how they were talking to him. like. Damn, Gary, you tied our hands. You said you were gonna kill the N-words, Gary. You said you were gonna burn the house down, Gary. Gary, you went too far this time. This is the 11th time we've been called on you, Gary. And this time we're gonna have to go ahead and take you to jail. They were reluctant to arrest this man, all right? Um, at Dragon's first court appearance, the judge uh, refused on bond, saying that he should stay in jail for protection of the public. Once again, 10, 11 times this family called the police. Now I know some of us will say, well, good, I'm glad the person is finally caught. He's finally in jail, um, the cops finally did the right thing. Let me give you a sobering reality right now. That entire family could be dead right now. I could be reporting on a story of an entire family, including children, dead right now. Because the cops refused to do their jobs 10 times before. 
Why does it take so much for black people to simply get a little justice? Jank, thoughts on this? Yeah, so a lot of people don't understand what white privilege means. But part of what it means is that somebody doesn't come to your door 11 times, bang on it, threaten to burn down your house, and the cops aren't super reluctant to act on them. When if somebody comes to your house and does that once and you're white and they're not, you're gonna have action taken care of immediately and your family protected immediately. So now you never know that because you don't know the contrast between what you go through and what mm. black folks go through that's in this right. country. And that's white privilege. And so, and there's one other thing that's never mentioned, never ever mentioned in American media, the patience of black people in this country. Mm. I mean, God bless your souls, you have so much patience. So a right wing white guy would have come out there with a gun and then people would be dead all over the streets and he probably would have gotten away with it. I don't honestly, Rashad, I don't know what I would have done if this guy threatens to burn my daughter down, you crazy, right. you crazy. And and every time black people are patient, 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 and they never get credit for it. And I'm absolutely sick of it. And one last thing, that same quote that you had from the cop Rashad made me livid. It's like he's negotiating with the with with this guy and he's apologizing to him for arresting him. Oh, yeah. Gary, look at what you made us do. In other words, we didn't want to arrest you, even though you threatened this family 10 times because you're one of us. Mm. But Gary, you forced our hand. Now we have to protect black people. Look at what you did, Gary. Well said, well said. My dear brother, I know this is part of your um, um, lineup today and we got another lineup coming. But I thank you so much, man, for accepting the invite to spend this one year anniversary with me and thank you. Uh, for all you have done for me personally, uh, for TYT, the network, for people across this planet, and for Indisputable. Uh, no problem, I love it. And I'll show you one last thing, Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, yes. Listen, before you go, man, we have, I'm gonna send you the segment. There was a woman recording a Karen at a Del Taco. And while she was recording the Karen, she said, I wish a Karen would. I was so <laughs> proud of that moment, brother. Thank you, man. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. All right, let me read some of these comments. Before I get to the comments, let me remind everybody today, 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 uh, we got election coverage, all right? Progressives going against the establishment once again. Make sure you tune in, it is another round of primary election, uh, primary elections tonight. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. We got the crew, we got Jank John, Ida Rodriguez, J.R. Jackson, Jessica Burbank, and more breaking down the results. Uh, make sure you tune in, tyt.com forward slash live, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or on one of the linear cable stations. Uh, let me also give everyone notice, okay? I'm so proud of this because it gives us more opportunity to directly connect. So indisputable, um, the YouTube page now has a membership opportunity for you, okay? So when you become an indisputable YouTube channel member, you get to have a little more fun with some perks we offer, all right? Small monthly fee, 
There are three levels to choose from starting at $4.99 and it goes up from there. We're excited to grow the membership here. Make sure you join. I got a lot of great perks that includes direct conversation, lectures, training on how to do debates, all of that. All right, so make sure you join and we will connect at a later date, just you and me. All right, okay, let me go to some of the comments. Shakita Ganai Beer Dragon, aren't there already 12 white pride months a year? Vernon Jones is insane. And listen, they have a white pride celebration at every Trump rally. So I don't I don't understand why they need a special month now, okay? They they have more than one time per year. All right, Mickey see the silver hair dragon. Reclaim South Africa for white people? I wasn't aware the white people were there first. Yeah. Lynn, definitely not part of our dragon squad talking about the guy. Um, Forbzilla, Doc, looking extra fresh today. Well, thank you, Forbzilla. I'm doing this all for you. All right. Uh, Lady Ash PhD, thank you so much for that. Not that Karen underscore dragon. Love the show. Love you back. Um, Louise Beltmont show walkthroughs. Um, hopefully, uh, Karen Bass or Kevin DeLeon will win over Rick Caruso for mayor of our beloved Los Angeles. Uh, and thank you, Jank for being indisputable and happy first anniversary, Dr. Rashad Richard. Thank you for that, thank you for that gift as well. All right, Peter Hamby, progressing progressing his word after his first year at being indisputable from the haiku dragon. Thank you so much, that was that was beautiful. Um, dystopian dragon, white history is 24 7, 365. That's right, all right, uh, let's go, let's give Twitch some love. Uh, Echo, I think three. Come on, Gary. Uh, this is a bridge too far. We can't protect you. Sign the cops. Uh, thank you to all the new members: Donald James X, Tracy Ravenhawk, um, Orsenia, Jacks Dragon. All right, so these aren't okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the well wishes. Okay, uh, Gabby Mathis, thank you so much. All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel great! Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Jumps on my car. Gets right in front of my car. What are you doing? Get off my car! He's still on my car. Get the off my car! Good. Y'all laughing at old man? You going straight to hell? All right. Listen, I'm still trying to figure, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it. All right, so I don't know exactly what happened here. I do know that he had on a big ass Trump cap, all right? So this may have been his attempt at making America great again. This male Karen, no matter what happens in the life of someone, Mr. Male Karen, you do not jump on the vehicle of another individual. 
That's not what you do, sir. You could have hurt yourself, sir. What are you doing? All right, so if anybody knows this male Karen, I encourage you uh, to contact his family. He is in desperate need for an intervention, okay? All right, Anna, thoughts here? I mean, I look. Every every time, like time to time, everyone wants a joyride, and maybe that's what he was looking for. You know, maybe this was his idea of a, a hitchhiking experience. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what sparked it. Um, but look, we all go through moments where something might set us off, tempers are flaring, uh, but you've got to know when to just walk away, okay? Right. Because you might be putting yourself in more danger by continuing whatever feud you're engaging in. And in this case, obviously this guy doesn't know what's good for him. I mean, obviously the guy doesn't know what's good for him just based on the hat he's wearing. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> he's been making bad life decisions for a while, Anna. Right. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Interesting story, a police chief was in charge of an illegal gun purchasing and gun selling operation. He receives no jail time, put up his picture full mass. That's the police chief, he trafficked 200 guns, all right? An ex-Ohio chief of police used his badge, in a machine gun trafficking scheme aimed at reselling more than 200 weapons of war. That's what the police did. His name is Dorian LaCourse. He was sentenced to three years of probation. Three years probation for his role in buying fully automatic machine guns that were then resold at a higher price. All of this against the law. The chief who used to oversee the police department in an Ohio village will spend six months in home confinement. Now, do I really need to say this? Do I need to tell you that if it had not been a white male police chief, let's say it was somebody who was, I don't know, instead of being chief of police, he was chief of the Pyru Bloods, okay? If this was a chief of a gang organization, they would have done what? Thrown the book at this person. This cop has avoided basically all true criminal penalty for being in charge of a massive weapons ring. There's more. Working with two federally licensed Indiana gun dealers, the chief signed multiple letters that falsely stated. The village of Addiston Police Department wanted to buy different types of machine guns, including military grade machine guns. Those letters were then sent to the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives by the co-conspirators Jonathan Markham, 34 and Christopher Petty, 58 to get the weapons. The two men were supposed to give the department demonstrations with the guns, but never did. The chief also directly ordered German made machine guns that he said were paid for by his department, but were instead purchased by Markham and Petty. The machine guns were resold for five or six times the purchase price 
the US Attorney's Office said. Markham and Petty pleaded guilty to charges related to the scheme and will be sentenced at a later date. Let's put his picture up again. I want to remind everyone that this man was involved in a massive criminal conspiracy to traffic weapons, to put weapons that are against the law for individuals to have in the hands of who? Who is he selling the guns to and for what purpose? Is this all about making money or making a statement later on? Does he have a plan with these weapons? More than 200 machine guns were illegally obtained and authorities seized more than 100 machine guns, 52,500 rounds of ammunition, $6,000 in money connected to the crime from the, chief's office, from the chief's office desk, according to the feds. The chief originally faced 17 charges connected to the crime. So that was the original docket, he had 17 charges, but ended up pleading guilty to three in April. According to Fox 19, prosecutors sought six years in prison as part of the plea agreement. The chief was the only full-time officer for the village of about a thousand people. The chief collected more than 11,500 for his role as part of the sentencing. He now has to pay a whopping $11,800 in fines. He gets to go home, no jail time, no real penalty. Who did he sell the guns to? Why did he need those guns? What was his operation truly about? And that's the part not explored, at least not presently. But we all know that not only his privilege, but also his badge. I tell you this, privilege and that damn badge coupled together is a nasty combination. And do you think he was just corrupt in this one arena? Do you think, oh, that's no, of course, that's all he did was just buy illegal guns and sell them to other people who should not have them. That's all he did. You don't think he was corrupt in other facets? Of course, he's rotten to the core, but he is not on a silo. He is indicative of a culture in policing. And the thoughts here. Well, I have to say the most surprising part of the story is that we have any gun control laws on the books, considering how laxed we are with gun control in this country. And the reason why I'm not surprised by the outcome of this story, especially in regard to his consequences, is because everything you said, everything you outlined is absolutely and demonstrably true. People in positions of power, certainly police officers in this country, get away with all sorts of criminality, even as it's caught on tape, even as it victimizes innocent people, even if it takes the lives of unarmed individuals. I mean, we've done so many stories like this and it shows, it's just such a brazen demonstration of this two-tier justice system that we still live under. How there are certain laws that we as ordinary Americans must abide by or else they'll, you know, toss the book at us, they'll use the tough on crime policies to prosecute us. But when it comes to someone who's literally trafficking lethal weapons, possibly to criminals who then carry out murder, homicides, things like that, well, not a big deal. I mean, he he happens to be a police chief, so let's take it easy on the guy. No, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable. And when we look at guns in this country, it's not just about the criminal gangs in this country that use those guns to carry out all sorts of murder and homicide, but you know we have a problem with immigration, right? And it's because of the violence in those countries that happen to be spurred by the guns that get funneled from the United States to their countries, 
right? And these gun smugglers are a huge problem. So yeah. I mean, I wish I could say that I'm shocked at this outcome. I'm not shocked. This is how our country has devolved. Yeah, and I echo everything you just said. And we traffic in truth here. The reality is there are many police divisions and many police chiefs who are in fact gang leaders. Their police department are de facto gang organizations. They are criminal at their core. They are adversarial to law and order. And this is why there's such a massive disconnect between cop and community. Because not just because cops are corrupt, but because they typically get away with it. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments before I go to the comments. I'm going to remind everyone as a celebration of one year, Indisputable is one year old today. Part of their celebration, we have a brand new design available. ShopTYT.com, let's get it, ShopTYT.com. You will wow all of your friends with this new merch. Okay, let's go to the comments. Next TYT reporter says, I saw this in another segment talking about the male Karen. They said he was trying to, he was driving the wrong way down a one way. So apparently the old man jumped on his car. <laughs> that makes it even more amazing. <laughs> okay. Chi Chi Massey says the male Karen on the hood thought he was ride sharing and Uber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett Campbell, aka Dragon, my ass. I says I think the elderly car hood rider probably watched too many episodes of T.J. Hooker. Pay money in the building. Come on, Doc. Gas prices are sky high. The way he he slowly slipped off cause he got tired was hella funny. Happy one year anniversary. Thank you, uh, Kevin Bard. TJ Hooker Karen deserves a spot on your top 10 Karens of the first year list. Please do that list. We're gonna do it, that list is coming. Okay, all right. Um, one of the saddest things you will ever see, literally a cop allowed a man to drown, okay? Uh, this happened in Tempe, Arizona. Let's go to the video. What are you doing, my friend? That's huh? What are you doing? Or do you think he's going to be able to swim? You got to keep an eye. 
Yeah. Well, you guys go out and stay here in case he gets out. I'll get that and get you over the boat. All right. 5-fall 11 was running. He jumped in the lake and was trying to swim away. Let's put up the picture of the man that drowned. I'm gonna give you some nuance to this story. I know that some will say, well, the man made an unwise decision. Unwise decisions does not necessarily mean you should die. Especially when you have an individual who was actually sworn to protect available to rescue you, available to help. His name is Sean Bickings. He was 34 years of age, okay? Three officers in Arizona have now been put on administrative leave after they watched the man drown to death in the town lake. Bickings was later found by the officers fire, by the fire dive team, pronounced dead at the scene. Bickings was an unsheltered man. He did not have a home. On June 3rd, the Tempe officials released a statement with information on how the incident unfolded. Here's what they said. Officials say police were called to the lake after 5 a.m. on May 28th by a downtown Tempe Authority ambassador for a reported disturbance between Bickings and his companion, reportedly his wife. A portion of the statement read, and I quote, when officers arrived, they spoke to Bickings and his companion who cooperated fully and then denied that any physical argument had taken place. Neither were being detained for any offense. Officers, according to the statement, later told that the two that they were running their names through a database that is used to check if someone has a warrant for their arrest, which is standard procedure. The statement continued. That check had not been completed when Bickings decided to slowly climb over the four foot metal fence and enter the water. Officers informed him swimming is not allowed in the lake. Uh, he swam about 30 or 40 yards before repeatedly indicating that he was in distress. He soon went underwater and did not resurface. An officer noted Bickings had not resurfaced from the water for 30 seconds in a released transcript of the sensitive portion of the event from Tempe police, uh, an officer only identified as officer one. They are playing hide the pickle with the name of the cop, uh, would tell Bickings he won't be going into the lake. So I'm gonna read the transcript to you. Let's put it up on the screen. It starts with the victim saying, I'm going to drown, I'm going to drown, officer two. No, you're not, officer one, go, at least go to the pile and hold on, victim, I'm drowning. Officer two, come back, victim, I can't, I can't. Officer one, okay, I'm not jumping in after you. Victim, please help me, please, please, please. And then he never comes back up. Um, further in the transcript, officer two reportedly threatened to detain his wife, who is listed as a witness in the transcript. 
Um, officer one says, you need to chill out. The witness says, but I love him. Please stop being so aggressive. Officer two, stop. Witness says, oh my God, is he okay? Stop, why are you doing this? I'm trying to help my, please don't do what the F you are one that was aggressive with me when you arrested me last time. I know it. Officer one says, hey, stop. If you want to help your husband, then talk to your husband, talk to your husband into coming over. Witness, I tried. I tried. That's why I was going over there. I just saw him in the water crying for help because I love him. Officer one, come over here. Talk to your husband. Officer two, stop talking to me. Officer one, talk to your husband. Officer two, Susan, witness, babe, babe, he's drowning, he's drowning. If you don't come over here now, officer two, if you don't calm down, I'm going to put you in my car. What's happening right now? You have an unsheltered human being who has been devalued by these officers. Not only is he not worthy of helping, when they witness him drowning, they then threaten to arrest his wife for having a natural reaction to witnessing somebody she loves drowning. She's in her humanity, yes, she's acting human. Somebody is dying in front of her and these cops are threatening to lock her up. The rest of the transcript reveals how his wife continued to beg them for help while the officers just continue to tell her, calm down. Officer two also mentions later on that the officer was going back to get a boat, where she urged her husband just to swim back instead while the officers remain unidentified at this time. Three of the Tempe cops who responded to the call and witnessed the drowning and did nothing, I have now been placed on paid administrative leave pending the investigation as customary in what they call critical incidents, okay? Uh, here's the police chief, let's put him up. His name is Jeff Glover. Uh, he has called the death a tragedy. The city has asked the Department of Public Safety and the Scottsdale Police to examine the response connected to the drowning. Um, you know, I thought they signed up to protect and serve. I thought they knew, okay, it's a dangerous job. Don't they say that? Don't don't they say, we need all of these perks. We need qualified immunity. We need higher pay. We need to be completely protected from any mistake we make or negligence or even criminal activity we engage in because we have a dangerous job. Deal with it. And then as soon as they have an opportunity, three of them had an opportunity to be a hero, to help somebody, they didn't even try. They did not even make a damn attempt. It's as if they put on that blue uniform and somehow their soul gets separated from their body. Who can watch a man die in front of them and have no response? And your only actual response is to threaten to arrest the woman who watches it with you while she's in despair. Anna, thoughts here. Well, for anyone who looks at this story and minimizes the life of the gentleman who just died, just drowned in front of these people who have been paid by our taxpayer money, by the way, to protect and serve. 
Let me just remind you of all the children in Uvalde, Texas, who were slaughtered by a mass gunman in their fourth grade classroom as several well armed cops stood outside for over an hour and did absolutely nothing. So when you're defending the behavior of these cops in cases like this, you are sending a clear message that their behavior, their cowardice, their disregard for human life is okay. That they'll always have people who defend them regardless of what they do. Yep. And I'm not surprised by their reaction. Especially because what we've seen by police in America, and this is something we, that's been indicative of every department in every state, is the unwillingness to really put themselves in even a little bit of danger to protect other people's lives. They're quick to shoot, partly because they're trained to, but also partly because they're cowards. Yeah. And they're not the brave men and women of law enforcement that they purport to be, because when Things get real, and when they actually have an opportunity to save people's lives, they'll they'll just ignore that opportunity if it means that they have to risk their own lives for even even a second. Yeah, well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Uh, I will read some comments, but let me first just say uh, we got something else to celebrate. One year anniversary, all right? That's because of you. So, in addition to the other stuff, membership channel, you got opportunity to engage. We also have a national billboard campaign, all right? So, today, Indisputable celebrates one year. We also have a billboard campaign in a city near you. There it is, that's one of them, all right? It includes Atlanta, Georgia, Conyers, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, Jackson, Mississippi, Houston, Texas. Um, also in Las Vegas, Times Square, Los Angeles, it's all over the place, all right? I'm everywhere. People are tagging <laughs> me all over social media, say, hey, there's this dude that looks just like you on this billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, I'm uh, looking forward to the uh, to the response and listen, if you see it, if you see the billboard and we'll provide some updates as to where you can find them. Listen, take a picture of it, You know, stand outside, take a picture of it, put yourself on the picture with me. I would love to post that on social media, all right? Okay, let me read some of these amazing comments. Kind of pressed for time, can't read them all. Um, Lucien, the Darkfire Dragon, uh, cops committing negligent homicide on camera. That's exactly what that is, by the way. Let me tell you why you're absolutely correct. Negligent homicide is typically associated with what's called a duty. You have a duty to serve, you have a duty to provide care. Do cops have a duty to provide care? Yes, you are absolutely correct. That qualifies this conversation as a negative uh, as a negligent homicide, excuse me, negligent homicide. All right, Jack Strax, cop mentality, if you break the rules or don't follow orders, then you deserve to die. Yeah, um, let me say thank you, Kevin Jones, welcome to the membership channel. Um, Mini 2022, Witchy Dragon, R. King R. Uh, Garcia, Juan Garcia, thank you so much. Uh, look forward to more jumping on. Okay, because it is the one year anniversary, got something very special. I got a big homie, John, John. Thank you, brother, for joining us today. How are you? 
Uh, glad to be part of the celebration. Congrats on a very successful year. I can't believe it's already been a year. I know, man. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. <laughs> um, and I just want to say thank you, man. When when I first started, I actually started on John's show, uh, providing uh, some insight and some commentary. Uh, and you and I hit it off so well, brother. And uh, thank you so much, man, for all you continue to do for the family and beyond. Thank you. Well, just providing some insight and commentary is an understatement to what you provided the show, but uh, it, was, <laughs> it was great and remains uh, great having you on in the network. Thank you, brother. All right, because it's special, I got John, I got another surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would again. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm just a couple of African American men threatening my life. Lady, please What's leave. Can you write your name down? No. Okay, I'd like to speak to your manager. Please, feel free to go find I him. I didn't pay, I can't go in there. Okay. You just said I can't go in there unless I paid. I can't use the register. You know what, you're right, you're right. You are way more, like you're more important than anybody here. No, so I'm So please, not. go ahead. I am No, go ahead, have free, no. go for it. You I wanted to go not. in, go for it, please. I am not more important. I explained to you, like I Great, and I said, okay. I, and I say, I'm and saying okay. Said, and they said that's fine because I am not staying. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're I'll right. Be back later on today to pay my Great. $10. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. All right. Can somebody cash out Karen $10, please? <laughs> Damn. Uh, Karen had a Louis Vuitton bag, but she did not have $10 inside of it. Uh, I, I actually think she did have the money. Uh, this is, Sometimes people, and I know this is hard to accept. I don't understand it myself, but sometimes people just like to get their caring on. That's it, no other explanation. They just want to be a caring. All right, John thoughts on this. Yeah, look, up until the very end, I would have rated it as a not a particularly egregious Karen. Like it's <laughs> like it's needlessly like you're you're having this back and forth and the woman doesn't want to have to deal with it. But it wasn't violent. Many of the Karens you profile get actually violent. They get in people's face. She wasn't calling the cops or anything, but then throwing out the B word, why do you have yeah. to do that? She already had decided what the course of action was gonna be. She wasn't gonna pay, she was gonna come back later. You're already leaving. Just get out of the building. You That's don't right. have to swear at someone. That's right. Well, like I said, some people just want to get their caring on. All right. A Florida principal brings loaded guns to the school and they are discovered in an unsecured location. Put up a picture full mass. A box of loaded guns were found at a Parkland, Florida school on Thursday, several miles away from the site of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas mass shooting. The weapons belonged to Somerset Academy principal, Guyler Castro. Castro brought a closed box containing two firearms into the school building. They were found unattended by officials in a locked room. Who in the hell was the principal going to shoot? Okay, 
School board had a statement. Let me read the statement from the school board. They said no one intended to bring a weapon into the building. The box was among many items brought into the locked room from the principal's vehicle. The school board said following the police investigation. So the school board is saying, hey, 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 everybody calm down. Nothing was intentional here. It was all a misunderstanding, all right? Nothing to see. Okay, why did the principal violate the law and bring guns in her vehicle to the school in the first place? Are you addressing that school board administration? Oh, I didn't think so. Okay, there's more. Uh, there could be possible legal trouble. It is a felony to carry a gun into a school building in Florida. It was unclear if prosecutors will file charges against Castro, who had not issued a statement. Let's put a picture up again. Yeah, they're not going to file charges. Okay. <laughs> um, past school shootings have occurred in that area. Somerset Academy is less than three miles away from Stoneman Douglas High School, where 17 people were killed, 17 others were injured by a former student. This happened back in 2018. Let me remind you of not only how egregious this is, but what could have happened. So number one, she's bringing a gun to the school, all right? That's number one. Do you think this was her first time bringing a gun to the school? No, hell no, all right? Number two, it's illegal to bring a gun to the school. Number three, she then brought a gun inside of the building and it was in an unsecured location. Well, somebody could have gotten hold of the weapons. They could have used those weapons against other students. They could have stolen those weapons and used them in a crime later. I wonder would she have self-reported? Hey guys, somebody mm-hmm. stole the guns that I illegally brought to the school. Can you help me find them? Negligence around children is no excuse. We cannot allow this level of negligence to remain unchecked. Not only should she be fired, she should absolutely be charged with the crime. Because I guarantee you, if a parent would have done it, this would be a criminal charge immediately. All right, John, thoughts here? Yeah, so look, let's cut to the core of it. Like when you hear that there's a box with a couple of guns in a school that had just been left there, reasonable people, compassionate people immediately feel like, oh God, no, not, not in a school, not where kids could be. And that is the reaction that a rational person has to the fact that there just was a gun there. Whether she intended to be there, whether she brought it from the vehicle to the school or whatever, it doesn't require some sort of radical explanation. All it requires is guns being around and enough time to pass. You put enough guns near a school, there's gonna be accidents. A school resource officer is gonna leave his gun in the bathroom or he's gonna leave it in a closet. These things are just going to happen if there are guns around. And that is the situation that the right says they want to produce. More guns in school producing more accidents like this. Yeah, well said. All right, we're going to follow this story because as I said, there should be a prosecution here. We do not have an indication that there will be, I doubt it, but we're going to follow the story. Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Cal Rittenhouse continues to lie about going to college, okay? Uh, This is an interesting narrative, a pattern of deceit connected to Cal Rittenhouse from his days on trial for killing others. Let's go to the first video. Uh, He's ready to make, this is like, he's ready to make it. Wow, everybody, it's a big deal. Right here on the Charlie Kirk Show, Kyle Rittenhouse is announcing that he's, 
and Aggie. So I'm going to be going there. It's going to be awesome. Beautiful campus, amazing people, amazing you food. You know what you should, you know what Kyle should do? You should become yell leader at Texas A&M. The yell leader, he is in charge of pumping up the 12th man, which is the crowd at A&M at Kyle, at, I think it's called Kyle Field. Where's, yep. Yeah, is that right? At Kyle Field. And the yell leader is just kind of like the guy that gets everyone going. Doesn't, you don't really strike me as a yell leader, but you should totally try for it. It's like a big wow. deal. You're kind of known as kind of like the, you can look it up. You know who was a yell leader? It was Rick Perry was a yell leader. Kyle Rittenhouse claimed he'll attend Texas A&M, uh, A&M, A&M uh, Texas A&M says no. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. The university said uh, he will not be attending the school. Uh, he has not been admitted as a student this summer or fall. A university spokesperson Kelly Brown said Monday afternoon. Considering this is what Rittenhouse posted after the recent mass shootings, I don't blame them. Let's go to it. Okay. Um, he tweeted later Monday that he's set to enroll uh, in the Blend College District in Texas, which he equated with attendance at Texas A&M. Unfortunately, the end of my high school career, he says, was robbed from me. I didn't have the time other students get to properly prepare for the future. I look forward to attending the college. This year, a feeder school for Texas A&M. I'm excited to join Texas A&M in 2023. Poor Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, the steady diet of Tucker Carlson and Charlie Kirk has created a white privilege monster who literally killed people and complains that his whole high school life has been taken away from him. All right, uh, the Blend uh, College representative confirmed that Rittenhouse has applied to attend the school. They have what's called an open enrollment system, which sends uh, students to Texas A&M later. Rittenhouse hasn't selected a major yet. His spokesperson uh, said he is leaning towards studying aviation after his year in the system. Uh, Rittenhouse passed claims about uh, college attendance uh, lies, let's go through them. Uh, during his murder trial, uh, he testified that he was studying nursing at Arizona State University. A spokesperson said Rittenhouse has not gone through the admissions process and is not enrolled uh, in its Edson College of Nursing and Health Innovation. He was, however, in the university's online program in which prospective students often take general education classes to prepare for applying later to the university. So what do we have here? This is called a pattern of lies. Habitual, all right, clinical deceit. And if he's willing to lie about these things that are obviously easy to verify, do you think he has lied about other things that are not as easy to verify? This goes to the character of Kyle Rittenhouse. This goes to the reality of his own psychosis. All right, John, thoughts on this? Yeah, look, he's uh, he's a person who I think rightly would be messed up by the horrible things that he did. And it has only been made worse every week since then because of the way that he has wrapped himself up in right wing media. And he is so 
desperate to be loved by these people, to be celebrated by these people, that he'll tell them lies to impress them, say things to try to make Charlie Kirk like him. Charlie Kirk, who that was one of the most weird fawning appearances on a podcast I've ever seen. The whole thing is pathetic. He needs to ditch the spokesperson, ditch the Twitter, figure out your life and try to make social amends for the horrible things that you've done. Yeah, all right. I got a question for everybody on the other side of the break. All right, we got more. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Okay, Shekinah Ganai Beer Dragon. Wanna bet that bag was a knockoff? I don't know, (laughs) all right. Just be anti-racist says, Dr. Richie, I don't care if it's one year or 11 years. I would never get tired of hearing you say, I wish a Karen would in your own unique way. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I am Sock says, I'm starting to think Karen's need to be microchipped for our safety. <laughs> <laughs> right. Craig Cray Souffle, uh, Rittenhouse is more of a hell leader and could become mm. uh, a Yale leader if he ends up in Rikers. With a cellmate only known as Bam Bam. <laughs> that was quite creative, Craig Gray Souffle. I mean, damn, you went into some detail there. <laughs> All right, um, I am Sock says he announced it on the on Charlie Kirk show, the famed college goer. <laughs> 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 That's actually a good damn point because Charlie Kirk is like, yeah, college is a waste of time, and then here comes Kyle Rittenhouse. He's like, oh my God, Kyle, you're going to college. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube Super Chat, uh, Santa Hayes, uh, please put the top 10 carrots on the t-shirt. I definitely buy one, maybe a tank and a, a t-shirt. Congrats on one year, I'm sure many more to come. That may be actually pretty dope, like have a collage of all the carrots, like the top 10 carrots of the year. Rashad, I that. think you gotta get a version of the three wolves howling at the moon, but it's three Karens in the moon. That's it. Buy that. Look how magic happens right here on Indisputable. You put it out in the universe and here's what happens. I think that would be dope. All right, uh, court for Jester. Um, I forgot I left my GTA level arsenal in an unsecured location. My, my bad guys. And like the school board is defending the principal. Like what are the children thinking? Like damn, they, they don't give a damn about us. They have no words for the principal other than Hey guys, she made an honest mistake here. Wow. Jax Drax, Rittenhouse is more upset of his high school career being robbed from him than he is of robbing people of their lives. That is correct. Astute observation. You're right. Uh, new members, welcome. Moon Dragon, thank you. And Katrina Griffin, thank you. Let me remind everybody uh, the YouTube channel now has an opportunity for you to join. We've been working really hard on this behind the scenes. And yes, there will be great, great, great opportunity to connect, to engage with me directly, all right? I'm looking forward to that, but make sure you join. Make sure you join on the YouTube page, YouTube channel, all right? Good stuff. Okay, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face, it's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen.
let's let's go ahead and put up the graphic for mass. We're gonna pray for them. Uh, <laughs> listen, guys. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be laughing this hard, but it is funny. This is what every Trump supporter looks like on the inside. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, damn it, they barely have teeth, but they figured out how to get a Trump poster and dance around it. All right, John, thoughts here. I think that the universe knew that your one year anniversary was coming up, and so it produced <laughs> this news as a personal present to you, yes, Rashad. Yes. Um, they lead a life that is different in many ways from my own. I can't imagine. I honestly have a hard time imagining any life other than the one I have. So I try not to judge. But um, that is now the second worst thing I've seen done to a Trump standee. <laughs> About a year ago, I saw Marjorie Green grope one on stage. It was disgusting. But uh, yeah, the idea that 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 guy that they're dancing around would give them the time of day. Is inconceivable. How do they not know that he would have no interest in them? He wouldn't yeah. care about them. He doesn't have their back. Come on, people! Like snap out of the the hoedown and realize that these people don't care about you. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a minute! You ain't seen the hoedown yet. Just watch what they do with that post at nighttime, uh, John. No, no, <laughs> no! <laughs> Jesus would not approve. <laughs> put up. Wait a minute. Put up the picture real quick. All right, put the picture up again. Okay. That's moonshine in the back mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Moonshine, a Donald Trump cardboard cutout. <laughs> equal. Let me stop. John, thank you so much for being on the thank show, you. brother. <laughs> all right. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you, my friend. Okay, deep dive is next. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable, I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today, but what do we do on this show? We tell the truth, you know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here, congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. People still need healthcare, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform throughout this country, so I won't stop, and you won't stop either.